Thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure you come back for the next episode covering the points of this conversation. And follow the podcast on social media by finding at Prestigious Pod. Follow me, Mr. Kent, at Mr. Chris R. Kent. Follow me, Chris Bean, at Chris Bean Official. Join our Discord for exclusive content and personal interactions. And if you'd like to be coached on how to live a more prestigious life, you can reach out to me, Chris Bean, on one of my social media platforms or by emailing the podcast directly at prestigiousinitiative at gmail.com. Lastly, sign up for our newsletter either through social media or on our website. This is the Prestigious Initiative. Welcome. I'm Chris Bean, and here with me is Chris Kent. Hello, Mr. Kent. Hello, sir. We are thrilled to have uh, Daniel Hauga joining us today. Daniel, your passion for personal development, high performance, and lifestyle design is, is really it's inspiring. Uh, it's an honor to have you here with us on the show. Hi, Chris, and, and hi, Chris. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to, to do this. So, yeah, glad to be here. So, Daniel, let's let's start with with getting a little bit of foundation. Tell us a little bit about yourself, and uh, that way we have an understanding of where we're coming from, so our listeners uh, know a little bit about you. Absolutely. So, in a way, you could call me a a life designer. What I like to do with people, usually, this is some kind of entrepreneur or business owner or freelancer, is that we we design a a life that has all of the the key pillars, all of the key values, because um, if we're building a life, we may look and and, and even uh, feel successful once in a while. Like if, if you build a successful business, you may feel successful, right? But I just see so many business owners or people in general who, who may appear successful, but they're not happy and they're burned out and they're not confident and they're not, um, they're lacking some of the other key pillars of life. So, so what I, do with clients is we first identify what exactly it is that matters to them. And then we basically build systems around getting them closer to that in a consistent and sustainable manner. And like I said, usually this is an entrepreneur or a freelancer, but, but usually it's just, it, it can be other people as well. Usually it's someone who's doing well with their careers, but they're not feeling um, how they thought they would be feeling after killing it with their careers. So that's what I do. Very good. I, I admire that. That seems very in line with the things that we have talked about uh, previously on this podcast. And so, with with so with that in mind, how can or how do you how do you bring your your clients through the process to to help to identify what their values are, and then you know, and then how do those values relate to the different layers of their life? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So so the first step is always and always will be. Uh, clarity. First, before we do anything, before we do habits or we build systems or we uh, we scale a momentum thing or whatever, like it's all it's all about clarity first. Um, and when I say clarity, that is first of all uh, getting clear on your your values. I, I imagine that's something you you talked about in the podcast before. It's such a big deal, such a big part of building a great life. Um, and we got to get clear on these values because if you're if your number one value in life is is freedom, but you're building a career or a life that that gives you the opposite, right? That traps you. That that um, you, you're building a jail cell, a jail cell for yourself. Then then every unit of productivity or effort you put into bettering your life is actually taking you away from the life that you want, right? So so values and then. I would argue that it's not enough to stop there. I would dive deeper, deeper, 
and go into the different layers of values. So I may say, okay, my values in life are confidence, freedom, feeling like I'm making an impact, um, and having good people around, whatever, right? And then if we took this, one of these pillars, which in this example is is uh, is confidence, right? Confidence for me is a, could be a pillar or a, a value. Then we would dive deeper into that. It's not enough to just say, I want a life where a key ingredient of that life is me being confident. I would also look look uh, deeper into that and say, okay, what makes you confident? Like what gives you the the, the feeling of com- confidence? For me, let's play along with this example. It could be that one thing that is very important, like a very, very crucial ingredient for me feeling confident is that I'm doing my best at work. Could also be that I want to I want to look good, right? It's my physique and my my whatever, my appearance. And the third one could be that maybe I'm doing well socially, right? I have a bunch of friends and and I have a great dating life, whatever. Um and then you could actually go even deeper and you could say, okay, you want to look good. What does that mean? Is that your physique? Is that the way you dress? Is that your skin? Is that your your haircut? What what, what gives you the feeling of looking good so that you can get the feeling of being confident so that you have uh the life that that you want right the same thing with the um doing your best at work so for me when i'm working with a client i would look at first of all get clear on their values which they almost never are um and then once you're clear on those you figure out which one is lacking let's say it's confidence then we dive deeper we figure out what exactly is it that, that you need to be confident and then it may turn out that I am doing my best at work and I'm, I'm also killing it socially, but I'm not looking the way I want to look. Or maybe I am looking the way I want to look, but I'm not killing it with my, you know, I'm not doing my best at work. And then that's what we would then begin to build a system around, right? right? So let's say I'm not uh, doing what I want to do at work. I would, be, I would be building habits and systems around that. And then we would scale those with uh, with momentum, which we can get into also if you want to talk about those those things but um but that's the first step always get get crystal clear and and we try to make things as tangible also uh, as possible so confidence is maybe not an easy thing to make tangible um but i would i would want to try anyway and and with things like money and uh your proceeding and stuff like that you can put numbers on right you can say you know sometimes clients will tell me they want more money and i'm like oh here's a dollar what's next right you have more money now um what i'd rather hear is i want to do seventeen thousand dollars a month in revenue with 80 percent margins within the next six months right that's more 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 clear um so uh so yeah clarity is the, the first and by far the most important step in my opinion and then once you have that we try to build what you've designed you can say Okay, so so I, first, I think you're, I think you're absolutely right. With people don't have a core set of values, or you know, they might say, "Yeah, sure, I do," but then when you drill down and try to find out what those are, they have no idea. And for, I know for for us, the one the way that we've talked about doing values before, because it's kind of tough. It's kind of hard to define what a value is to each person individually. And the the exercise that that I have talked about previously was you think about your life as different areas. So I have an area where I'm a podcaster, I'm an area where I'm a, a husband, I'm I'm a I'm a, a parent, I'm you know, all these other things. And I, I link 
So I, I get a list of the different areas, different hats that I wear throughout the day or the week, a month, year, whatever it is. And I have that list. Okay, great. And then I take that list and I put the next step is to put those different areas into a hierarchy. What's most important? What do I value the most? And I build that list. And then from there, I create a why. Why do I value being a husband? Why do I value X, Y, Z, A, B, C? And then the last step, which I think is often overlooked, even, even more so than, than the why is it important, but it's to put a affirmation with each of those. And then so I have an affirmation that goes with each of my different values. And on top of that, I have a reminder in my in my phone, my my system that will run that'll says, hey, remember, and it gives me that affirmation on specific times during the different days, different weeks. You know, sometimes it's every day, sometimes it's it's only weekly, depending on, on when it is. And more often than not, I try to link up that affirmation with the thing that I'm doing. So if it's about being a parent, hey, remember you are the best parent to, you know, whatever the affirmation happens to specifically be. And then that will link, help me to align myself with remembrance of the why and then the value, the hierarchy, the whole, the whole system. And that going through that process was was trying to find out what that looks like for somebody to build that system to create the values was was tough. So I can only imagine as you are interviewing and talking with your with your clients, it is a challenge to get them to think about what their values are and to to, to build those. Um, so I guess my my question is, what what things have you done to help them along that process to help them to to establish what their values are? Because lots of people don't have you know any ideas of what what that is. Absolutely. So, so what I would do for a, a client is, is a similar thing to what I would suggest um, just about every person on the planet do to themselves, which is, and this was actually not something I thought I'd be, uh, be talking about, but it fits perfectly with what you're saying now and what I'm, what I'm saying. So I'd love to talk about it, um, with, um, which is questions. I ask questions, I ask a lot of questions, and, and usually they will kind of, you know, the client will kind of dig and dig and dig in themselves and they will find the answers oftentimes i heard elon musk say this actually in an interview i saw uh yesterday he said that the, the tricky part is is rarely finding an answer to a clear and good question the tricky part is asking the right questions and and i think that's um that, that that's pretty big and i have in my in my book i i give this example of if i asked you right now what four plus four equals i hopefully you'd say eight right and 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 why is that why why didn't you say nine why didn't you say 13 well because of the question that i asked right so a lot of people will go through the days and they'll ask themselves questions like why am i dumb why am i a loser why am i not um gonna make it or whatever and then their brain is actually just going to come up with answers to that, right? So if you ask yourself, why am I dumb? Your brain will kind of give you reasons for that. Just like if, if you're Googling uh, uh, an orange banana, there may be images on Google of a yellow cow, but you Googled an orange banana. And so that's, that's what you're going to get. So uh, definitely dial in your questions. So instead of asking yourself, why, why am I a loser or whatever, just... In, just really just interview yourself on a daily basis. I've been doing this for, since I was a, almost a child, I was just asking myself, why is this important to me? What would make me happy right now? What, what is it that my 
life needs for it to be better. And then even when you have that, when you have a value, let's say like you say, um, I, I love your value system, by the way, it's great. And, um, and, and you have the, the bucket or the area, whatever it's called, podcasting, then I would ask like, first of all, what do you want that area to be like? Like, what, what would it actually look like to have your, your dream like podcasting scenario? And then equally important, try to put words to where you are right now. So I would say, <clears throat> like I said, use questions to figure out where exactly you want to go and then use questions to figure out where you are right now. And then right there, you have a gap, right? There's, there, there's a gap between your ideal uh, level of a certain value and your current current state of that value and, and all of this you 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 found by asking the right questions so hopefully with with my experience now working with this for almost a uh, almost a decade I've, I've i've figured out what to ask clients um and i've and i've um yeah but 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 really these questions are, are something you can do on your own as well just ask yourself a bunch of questions every day uh, and try and get get to know yourself um, yeah, that's, that's, that's a really good thing for everybody to do. So in, in developing a core value list, that will help somebody create a life vision. And, and you know, I think having a life vision is, is a, a powerful tool for personal growth. Could you, could you share some insights on how our listeners could go about building a compelling life vision for themselves? Absolutely. And I think I love that you're saying life vision because that is exactly how I view it. I actually view, I, I want my client to have a crystal clear image in their head of what their ideal life looks like. Not just, you know, a lot of people will, will have a dream for their career or they'll have a dream for their hobby. They want to be the best in the world of basketball or whatever. I want my client to have a, 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 an image as, as clear as possible of what the ideal life looks like. And, and we build this vision based upon all your all the, the, the values, obviously. So so if you want a value, um sorry, if there's a specific value that you find very important, and that's a crucial part of a, a, a big life, and then you have this list, and then you'll you'll make a vision that kind of entails all of these um these these values. And then once again, you will have something that is different. Than your current situation right you'll have a crystal clear image of your ideal life but you'll also hopefully have a pretty clear vision of where you are right now and then these gaps are where we would then go in and and build uh systems around that systems i call them bridge the gap activities and then these bridge the gap activities we systematize and and then scale um yep that's that's basically that's what we're doing in, in very general terms. Very good. Now, many people, you know, they, they feel like they're, they're stuck in a career, use the, the, the term like they're, they're in, in jail, they're barred in. Um, how, if, you know, if, they're, if the career does not align with their true selves, how can individuals determine if their career, personal aspirations, uh, you know, what do they have to do to make that work together and, 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 and be true to who they are? Absolutely. So it it depends on which of the values that are. So if, if you're not happy with your life, you're not happy with your career, 
probably there are some areas or some values that you are messing up more than others, right? You may have a life that you're not happy with, but your health is actually doing really well. You're just not, you're just very far from your ideal in value number two or value number four. And, and back to your list with the prioritized values, you may do really well with the first three and then terrible with number four and then okay with number five and six, right? Then, okay, four is where we would, probably look first, right? Look to fix that because that's the m- most painful right now. That's the, it's the biggest gap between what you want. And so if, for example, I talk to a business owner and, and I ask him why he started his business and he says, well, the main thing was freedom. And I'm like, freedom? First of all, you build your business around an office culture that needs you to be in the office at least 50 or maybe 60 hours per week. Second of all, Almost all your marketing, all your sales calls, all your meetings, all your everything relies on you. And, you know, and then I'm, we would talk about that. So then we would, and I would use some of my business experience as well, but mostly I try to stick to, to having the life design expertise in there. But but I am I have been running a business for, for a while. And so I, I kind of I can relate to the business owner, at least, um, in terms of how can you delegate? How can you ask us? How can you turn this office culture into a more freedom uh based culture in your company and but then but then someone else you may have someone who doesn't want the freedom aspect who actually likes suiting up every morning and going to the office and he has 40 employees that all uh rely on him and he goes in there and 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 he's the boss and with the big office whatever right that's what he actually likes so for him that's a really good business so it's not that every business has to be freedom based or every business has to be scalable or every business has to be detached from your time or your uh your uh um, location detachment, I call it, when you don't need to be there because some people love that. So, so absolutely, I would usually when you have a big like net or a big uh, web, I should say, instead of all your values and all the crucial ingredients of each value and all of that, it, it often becomes very obvious what needs to be worked on first because if there's a value that you're just very far from your ideal state, it will stick out like a sore thumb. Like you'll really see, oh, okay, right, this this right here, I I it's I need to fix this right now. Um so so I don't want to sound like a broken record, but usually when you have the clarity, many of these aspects and these problems will either solve themselves or they'll be very, very very um solvable. Like like the person who now realized, well, okay, I built my business to freedom and I have less freedom than I've ever had, then that's what we would be working on fixing, right? Because that's the big, uh, big gap there. So, yeah. So with with freedom being something that's high on on a lot of people's list, despite maybe not necessarily what they actually want, it seems like they a lot of people want freedom. And and you know you've talked about the importance of not becoming a slave to your lifestyle. How does how how can somebody, you know, maintain control? in their lifestyle, but also give themselves freedom to do the things that they want to do. I like, I like systems a lot. I, um, there's this guy called uh, Jocko Willing that says uh, discipline equals freedom. And, and I usually take the people that I help on a similar journey where we, we try to make things disciplined. we try to make things, um, habit-based and system-based and stuff like that. So that you have the freedom to once in a while step outside. Like for example, um, let's say you have a system for how you're eating or for how you're working out or whatever. 
and you're pretty consistent with that and it's dialed in and it's consistently getting you towards your, your desired results, whether that's losing weight or putting muscle, just feeling good. If you have that dialed in, then you now have the freedom to actually have that donut at your niece's birthday party or to actually have a pizza with your uh, girlfriend that, that one Friday because I'll get right back to my systems tomorrow and it'll, 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 be, it'll, be, it'll be all right. Uh, I'll still hit my goals and all of this. So, so while it may sound counterintuitive to build your life around systems and, and, and routines and stuff like that, I actually found that for me and for the people I help, we feel a bigger sense of freedom. For some reason, I'm I'm the dude that that eats the extra donut at the birthday party, and for some reason, I'm I'm still the dude that's like in in the shape he wants to be in and and stuff like that. So that that's that's I have the freedom to do the donuts, which I rarely do, but I have the freedom to do it if I want, um, because of the the uh, the system. So huge system guy for sure. Well, I I, I absolutely love systems. I've, I've incorporated numerous systems in my life and sometimes over systemize thinking about things. And I guess my my question is, when you say systems, do you mean like a, a tracking system, a, a, a set of habits, and maybe it's all of these things. So maybe it'd be like a, a set of habits and uh, instead of habits, I, I like daily practices, which is essentially the same thing. It just brings a little bit different mindset to it. Uh, but habits, uh, tracking, uh, journaling, like what, what is, what, what do you mean by systems? What is that? What do you, what do you mean by that? Let's clarify that. Absolutely. So, so first of all, I would say all tracking and, and journaling and stuff like that. I'm a huge fan. <clears throat> Absolutely. Tracking is awesome. Um, I try to track the things that I can track in my life and it, and it's usually, uh, it usually works out great for me. And, and, but that's, but, but when I say system, what I usually mean is let's say you've identified, okay. I want one of my key values in life is health. And one of the ingredients that that gives me the feeling of great health is my physique, right? And one of the uh, ingredients of me feeling like I have a great physique is I have big muscles, whatever, right? Like usually a lot of men, when they're starting to get into fitness and stuff, it's because they want to build muscle mass. So, So that could be, an example of how you go from, okay, I'm not happy with my life. Why is that? Okay, well, one of my key areas or of life or my key values, which is health, I don't feel healthy. Cool. Why don't I feel healthy? Well, that's because of my physique. Why don't I feel like I have a good physique? Well, that's because I, I don't feel I have the muscle that I want. And then we would do what I said before, these bridge the gap activities, which is what's an activity that you can do that will bridge the gap? What's something you can do that will take you from where you are now to having more muscle mass, right? And this is where I sometimes step out a little bit because I'm not an expert on everything, right? Like if, if you want to be better at the violin, I, I don't play the violin. So that's that's what you will have to like use my template, but then maybe Google ways of practicing the violin, right? So for, for our example here, I would usually just say, well, we know weightlifting is how you can go from where you are to having more muscle mass. And then if they want to get way more into the details of that, sure, you can hire a personal trainer or you can Google around and read a book. That's stepping a little bit outside of my area of expertise, but I, but I understand that lifting weights will, will help you build muscle mass. And then now we come to the systems, which is there is a very big difference between saying, I'll go lift weights when I feel like it 
and I have the time, and I have the energy, and the stars are aligned, and right, very big difference between saying that and then saying, I'm lifting weights for 45 minutes after work on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, right? So that's a system. That's taking a bridge to gap activity, and then you build a system around it, which could be, like I said, I, I work out after work. Could also be, I want to, let's say you want to, um, improve your financial situation. So you want to educate yourself a little bit on personal finance. Well, that could be every morning when you're eating breakfast or whatever, and you, you're on YouTube anyway. How about we make a system that says those 20 minutes of you watching YouTube, that's personal finance stuff. If you do that every day for six months, you'll be, you'll be pretty strong. Uh, you have a strong foundational understanding of personal finance, right? You'll probably have that within the first month, maybe. Um, so that's a system. Yeah. And then if, if, if you guys want, we can go into how I would get the system started and then how we can scale them and automate them and stuff. But, but, um, yeah, systems are a key. So, okay. So I'm curious, what's your take on the, on the balance between quick growth and sustainability and, and, and maybe more over than that is how can people make the right choices for themselves along their personal development journey. Absolutely. So, so the quick growth versus sustainability is, I, I must admit, it's a little bit of a pet peeve for me that it seems like just about the entire world will try something and that they'll try the, the quick way, right? The quick growth, the, the fast results, and then they'll fail obviously because the method wasn't set up for sustainability or anything and then they'll do that again and again and again and then 20 years have passed and you still haven't lost the weight you still haven't built that business you still haven't improved your financial situation you still haven't done any of the stuff that you wanted to even though you took the quote-unquote quick growth method right so what i like to say is that slow is consistent, right? And consistent is fast. Slow is steady and steady is fast. And so if you can go the slow way, slow quote unquote, which is doing things the right way. So here's some examples of quick versus sustainability. If you want to lose weight, you can join some random magazine diet that promise you're going to lose 40 pounds in three days by eating this Kenyan herb or whatever, right? It's insane. It's not going to work. And even if it did, you would fail four days into the, uh, to the thing. Whereas I'm way more about how about you identify something about your health you want to improve. Let's say that's losing weight. And then you build a system around that. And then you automate that system. So it's something that just happens consistently. And then you, you scale that system, right? So maybe you start by reading 10 minutes per day. And then that becomes 20. And before you know it, maybe you're reading 90 minutes per day and you're reading like Whatever it is, right? It's very, very easy to scale something that is already consistent. It's the easiest thing on the planet to scale a system that's already automatic. So, um, so, so back to what you you were asking. I don't like all the get rich quick schemes of make ten thousand dollars in a day for, before whatever without doing any work or anything because it doesn't work. How about you actually learn how? how the market works, how to build a product that, that there's a demand for, and then how to show people that could potentially be interested in the product, your product, 
you know, instead of buying a magazine diet, how about you actually just make tweaks in your health routines so that over time you'll be better. And by the way, when I say the slow method, some of my clients that that wanted to work on their health stuff like that, they've lost more weight in a, in, in in a year than the 25 years up to that point that they tried with all the quick methods. So it it may it may I may call it the, the the slow method, but it's faster than anything I've ever seen. Which if you just set up the right systems and you grow those, um, yeah. Well, you know, I think I think you're right on with with systems and consistency because with consistency if, if you have the system consistency becomes second nature like it's just part of it it's built in to the system and and probably the hard part and you you, know, you can tell me if i'm wrong but or not but probably the hard part would be having the clients adopt that new system to their life and make that the type of person that they are moving forward and that's where the system comes into play so if y happens I do X. If Y happens, I do every time Y happens, I do X because that's the system. That's the person that I want to become. And every time, you know, that person that I want to be, every time Y happens to them, they do X. I mean, if I want to be that type of person, the system is Y happens, I have to do X just like that person who I want to be happens. So that system, uh, like, like I said, is absolutely key in order to getting anybody to the place where they want to go. And of course, consistency is key because slow like quick growth is coupled with quick downfall. So you, you grow real quick and then you, you fall. So, you know, you, you go on your diet, your, your fad diet, you lose a bunch of weight and then, you know, you stop, you get off the diet and you gain a bunch of weight because the system wasn't in place. The consistency wasn't there to provide that long-term benefit. And, and, and that's unanimous, no matter what area of life it is, the consistency has to be there. And like you said, the system for that, if, if you're, if it's built correctly, and lines up with the person that they want to become, that system by default gives them the roadmap that they have to have in order to achieve whatever the, the desired result is. Exactly. And then, then you're in a situation where almost as, well, I say almost automatically, that's just me trying to be, be like modest or whatever. It, 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 it can really be an automatic thing. When you go to bed at night, you are closer to your version of the ideal life maybe because you improved one area of your life maybe you improved four but when you go to bed at night something happened that day that put you closer to your ideal vision of the world-class life or, or the the optimal life whatever you want to call it you you bridge a gap that day you're, you're you're further than when you woke up and it happened automatically it happened because you did that workout um on your way home from work, which you just did without even thinking about it. We've all had a habit in life though, that it we, we almost do it before we're even aware that we're doing it. I had a habit once, um, I'm, I'm doing some different things for, for cardio now, but I had a, a year or so where I was running every morning. And oftentimes I would like have my running shoes on before I would even have the possibility of being faced with that decision, right? I, I was already doing it, so, um, so absolutely. And then also, like you said, um absolutely correct with getting people started can be tricky now the system helps um but still getting people started can be the tricky part uh which is why i always recommend for my clients but also for everyone else start small and maybe this is i mean some people will definitely disagree with it because maybe don't have, they don't have the patience or whatever to start small but the problem with that is 
yeah, just like we talked about before, I right? like doing it right. Sounds like the slow way, but usually it's it's not. So start as small as you need to to get started. Now, if you're extremely motivated and you feel great and whatever, you can start bigger, sure. But the the expectations that you set for yourself, I like to start small and then get the ball rolling and, and have it become one more automatic. And when I say automatic, I mean it's something that it's like you said as well, a part of you now. It won't be the first time and probably also won't be the second or the third time, right? But when you've done the thing enough for it to be a part of you, like I said earlier, it's the easiest thing on the planet to scale that thing. So I had a client. She's been literally struggling with weight loss for like 30 years. And I'm not a weight loss uh, expert or anything, but but I used this template, this life design thing here on, on, on her life. And a part of that was, was weight loss. And so... And she was. She told me she was the person she has ever known with the least amount of willpower and stuff. So we had to work around her lack of willpower, which we can talk about willpower too if uh, if you guys want. I'm um, not a huge fan of relying on willpower, but um, anyway, I told her drink a glass of water when you wake up in the morning. That's it. Like drink a glass of water, and even even that we had some. Difficulties with, she felt like, uh, okay, cool. Drink one glass of water every Monday when you wake up. You know, and it sounds ridiculous, and it is, but it works. Start as small as you need to, because if you can drink a glass of water every morning on Monday, you can probably do it on Tuesdays as well. And if you can do it, then you can probably do it on Wednesdays as well. And if you can go to the gym for 30 minutes, you can probably do it for 40 minutes. If you can do it three times a week, you can probably do it for four times a week. If you can, like... And 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 this is this is like I say, we start small, we get the system rolling, and then we scale. So, all right. So, I'm I'm curious. I've heard this before, and I haven't I haven't had much interaction with it, but I heard this, and I'm curious your take on this. When you are beginning to start a new habit, it's helpful to have three or four different versions of that habit. And what does that mean? Well, you have the you have the base version. Like, what is the bare minimum that is is necessary for me to say that, yeah, I can check that box. I did it today. Then you have a step up from that that's a little bit more. You have a step up from that, which is like, you know, where you kind of want to be. And then you have a step up from that that's like the best version. Like, you know, I went to the gym today and I did, you know, X for, for an hour. And you start with, there's five minutes, there's, there's 15 minutes, there's there's half an hour, 45 minutes, whatever it is, but it, it builds as it goes. And as you are tracking these things, you know that you have to put one of these things on your list that you did today, whether it's the the black version, the the orange version, the blue version, or the green version, you know, the different colors that would correspond to as it gets better as it went. Um, and the mindset for that is doing it, even the smallest version on the days, like, oh man, I just, you know, I really don't feel that I can do anything. They as again, as I'm, as I'm interacting with this, that somebody else had said, they said, just to put down that, that red version, you know, even though you didn't feel like it, even though you, 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 you went there, you, you only did five minutes, you read one page, you did it. And more often than not, you will go there with the intention, the, the, the anticipation to do that lowest version, to read one page. And then in fact, you'll read two or three pages. And while that's not necessarily one of the other higher tier categories is better than doing nothing at all. And with, you know, building a system and tracking these things, I can still check that box that I did it, even though it was the lowest version of it. And they, the, the idea is that 
in the beginning, you'll have a more often than not those red, the lowest versions of those. But as you go, those red versions will turn into orange and green or whatever the better color versions are. And then every once in a while, you can allow yourself to have a red day where you, you know, you do the bare minimum, but you still can check that box because you did it. And that was something that you set up for yourself. You agreed upon, even though I'm only going to read one page. I said that I was going to read today. So I'm going to read this one page because that's what I committed to doing. And again, because it's, it's a established protocol that you have built going into it, um, is helpful because then you can still check that box. I'm, again, I'm just curious. Have you have you heard of that? Have you encountered that? What, what do you think of that? I actually haven't heard of of that. It's definitely something. If that's okay with you guys, that I will I'll be testing on on myself first of all, which is is what I do with everything. I test things on myself, and then I have my my family and friends. I'll test certain things on. Then if if it works for people, then I'll try and share it in some free stuff, and then I'll um, use it on my clients. But um, but that's very interesting. That's very interesting, and I and I love it because you're you're absolutely correct about the as long as you you get going. First of all, that alone, that in and of itself, even if you actually end up doing the bare minimum, is a lot better than than not getting um than not going to the gym or not whatever um whatever it is you want to do. That if that 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 effort and that reward is better than nothing in and of itself. But it's also great for the uh, for the habit. You know, you 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 keep the habit, you keep the habit going, which in and of itself is very beneficial as well. Um, to not have these gaps in your in your systems where you're you're skipping, um, so you still you still went even though it wasn't an optimal workout. And then probably one of the most powerful things of what you just said is this idea that you may go into something thinking, oh, okay, I'll just do the bare minimum today. And then you end up having like some of my best workouts. I, I do some uh, some martial arts, some uh, some MMA, and some Muay Thai, and I also do weightlifting and stuff. And and some of my best workouts ever, I went into with the idea that okay, I'm just gonna survive. I'm just gonna go in, move something so that I can get my my little check mark. Um, and then I just got going, and it became a great workout. I haven't done that. I've done something similar, which I've used for forever, basically, which is I have standards and i have goals so standards are something that you absolutely must no matter what i don't care if a meteor hits everything uh nothing matters this standard needs to happen and these standards will often be small these will probably be equivalent to your red dot they'll probably be like okay i I just need to read like half a page or something like very very small that you know is acceptable for you to expect of yourself that this needs to happen no matter what um so the standard is something that you very rarely want to get below um and we all have different standards we all have very different standards you know some families you'll ask them hey hey guys how, how often do you eat mcdonald's and they'll say well once every other month Anything more than that, and we start really like that's that we failed. And then other families you'll ask, and they'll say, Well, four times a week. But when it gets to that fifth time that we're going to McDonald's per week, that's when we feel like we've failed, right? So we all have different standards. Um, and I may uh contradict myself here, but I want our standards to be low so that we know we can hit them consistently almost no matter what. But I want to, over time, raise them a little bit consistently as well, right? 
And then we have goals, which is the opposite, which is something that a lot of people, and, and maybe th- there are many ways to go about goal setting, so it's not necessarily wrong, but I know some of my friends, I'll ask them how many goals they set uh, for this year, and they'll say, I set like 100 goals, and I ask, how many did you hit? And they'll say, all 100. I'm not going to congratulate that, because that, for me, means the goals weren't big enough. So I want the goals to be big. I'm not saying you should never hit them, but I want them to be big. If I have a goal of doing $100,000 in revenue, and then I'm like, oh, you know what? Let's, 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 let's think big. Let's push myself a little bit. And we said, no, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do a million. And then I only hit 70% of that. Dude, that's, that's 700,000. That's still sometimes better than my original. So, so that's what I do. I basically have the lowest bar, which is standards. I don't get below that. And then I have the upper bar, which is which are my goals. I rarely get above that. I, I rarely actually achieve my goals, but when I do, that's awesome. That's maybe your fourth level where you you you're just super excited and you're like, man, I can't believe I hit that goal. That was so unrealistic. That was so ambitious, but I still hit it. Um, and I have that for just about everything. I have that for my habits. I have that for my to-do list. Every day, I will have a to-do list for the next day where I'll be like, these are my standards, uh, business-wise and, and personal. And these are my goals for business and personal. And so much of the time, the majority of the time, I'll be in between my standards and goals, but the standards are there to to make sure that I'm always moving forward. Um, and the goals are there to really like scare me into doing my best and into pushing myself and into, you know, as they say, if you set a goal that you're not currently able to reach, that forces you to to stretch as forces you to develop and, uh, and all that. So I like that. And also just a quick, quick note on the uh, standard. I read a story of one of my uh, mentors when he started in, uh, in sales, he would try to find the, the best salesman in, in the company. And he would try to work just as hard as him. Right. And, and eventually he would go up to his boss and he'd be like, Oh, look, look, look at me. Look at me. I worked, uh, I worked 18 hours uh, yesterday, or I, I, maybe I, I sold three, uh, packages yesterday, just like the the best guy did. He he also sold three. And the boss told him, "Look, we can all have great days. You know, we can all pull a a sixteen hour work day. We can all have a, a great day where we we do three sales. But what I would like you to do is, I would like you to look at the best guy that we have here. Look at his worst fifty days last year. The the worst fifty days he had." And then I want, I want you to look at your worst 50 days. I promise the best guy, it looks very different than your, your worst 50 days. And that's, that's the entire idea of these standards that I put in place for myself and my, my clients is that I, I want your worst days to still be like, whoa, in like four of my key, my, my major values in life, I've progressed today. Even even when you didn't feel good, or even even when nothing was working, and you you were unlucky in a billion ways, whatever. I want your worst days to be like, man, I I progressed in ways that I'm very proud of today, or or at least I just I progressed, right? So, standards and goals. Yeah, what what a good way to look at that. You, so you've mentioned, not not today, but 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 you've mentioned uh, the idea of a hundred fights, and, and I'm wondering, right. can you can you explain that idea? of how that relates to willpower versus systems and how that impacts with, with our personal growth. A hundred percent. So 
so like I said, I do martial arts. I do I do boxing, I do Muay Thai, I do MMA, I do all of it basically. And one thing I've seen is that no matter how good of a fighter you are, if you were to step in the ring and have a hundred fights in a day, you'd lose some of them. I don't care how good you are. You would lose some of them. Maybe you'd lose four, maybe you'd lose 60. You would lose some of them. And, and this is how I view the way most people go about their days. They have a hundred fights every day with themselves. They, 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 the alarm clock rings and you're like, should I snooze or not? Right? You go to the kitchen, you're like, should I drink a glass of water or not? Should I, should I go for that run or not? And then even if you go for the run, you're like, mm, should I do 20 minutes or 30 minutes? Should I eat the Snickers or the banana? Should I go to bed on time or should I scroll some more? Throughout the entire day, there's so many decisions that rely on willpower. And the decision in and of itself very often will try to drag you in the opposite direction of where you want to go. Like the Snickers bar or the endless scrolling on, on Netflix or the, the snoozing or the... Uh, staying at home instead of going to the gym, whatever. These decisions are taxing. Okay, I don't care who you are. Some people have more willpower than others. I believe, I'll, I'll get into that actually. Um, some people have more willpower than others, but, but no matter how much you have, you're going to lose some of those fights. And even the ones you win, like if, you're, if you are fighting yourself for 15 minutes about whether or not you should go to the gym, even if you win that and you actually get going, I still feel like those 15 minutes of, of battling, those 15 minutes of like mental energy I've had to, to spend, those 15 minutes of willpower I had to, to, to invest, I would rather not have to do that. Right? It's still, I still feel like it's kind of a waste. So that's why I'm not a huge fan of relying on willpower for everything, which is most people do. In my opinion, most people rely on willpower on, on how they eat and how they... And, and I don't like that too much. I think it's, it's a pity. Um, I would much rather take away these decisions and then we're back to the systems, right? When something is a system, and if, 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 I'm, if I have my running shoes on before there's even any decision, it just happened. That's one less decision I have to make that day. One, one less tough decision. It's one less fight, right? Imagine if you have 100 fights per day and zero of those 100 opponents ever showed up right that's the only way i see you can win 100 fights and and then you do that by by taking away the, the uh, decision for as many of the things you want to be doing every day as possible so i i'm, I'm probably a little bit of, of, a, of a freak i'm probably a little bit like you said uh, in the beginning a little bit of you know maybe a little bit too much almost with systems but i i i just i, I don't want to make the decision and that's what i wanted to talk about i i don't i don't feel i haven't i have I have that much willpower. I don't. We have a saying in Denmark, which is, I have the spine of an earthworm. And that's that's when you don't have any willpower. And I, I honestly feel like that's me. If, if you put in front of me, and I'm not proud of this, if you put in front of me a piece of cake or a salad, and you ask me, then which one you want? You can have whatever you want. I will take the piece of cake every time, man. I promise. If you ask me, hey, then you, you want to do Netflix tonight? Or you want to... You want to do some some marketing or whatever? I'll, I'll do the Netflix thing. But then, how come I'm ex I'm I'm progressing with everything that matters to me in my life? And I mean that I mean the big ones like my health, my my relationships, my um 
career, my finances, but also the smaller things, like my hobbies, my I'm progressing with everything at a speed that was <clears throat> at a speed that would that would terrify most people. And I do that because yes, I would fail if the decision was there, but I have eliminated that decision for almost everything in my life. And so um that's that's the uh, 100 fights concept I came up with that that is it seemed to be the best way for me to explain this um this concept of, of willpower now willpower isn't useless it has its its place and it has its its time um you you may need a little bit of willpower to get the systems started right to get the ball rolling so if you're building a new habit and you're like okay i want to go to the gym consistently before it's a system it, it it will require a little bit of willpower. For me, that's what I've seen at least in my experience. It will require a little bit of pulling yourself to the gym, right? Like oh, I have to do this. Come on, we we, we got this. And 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 you 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 need a little bit of that uh, fight. But then as soon as you can, this is why I encourage people to start small. Which is first of all, you need less willpower to get started. And second of all, I feel like it's it it. And don't quote me on this, but I've I've seen it to be true that when it's a smaller change in your in your life, it becomes natural to you a little bit faster. So like I said, if you start small, requires less willpower to get started and you feel more natural in it uh, a little bit faster and with less effort. So um, yeah, so we use willpower to get it started, but as quickly as possible, we want to give the job to systems to, to the automatic thing. And then the beautiful thing is once it's a habit, then you don't really need to spend any more willpower on it. So then what do you do? Well, you look at your life vision, you point at the next thing, the, the next bottleneck, the next weak link in your in your life, and you go, okay, this is what I will be working on now. I will now identify some key bridge-the-gap activities for this area of my life, and then I'll use my little bit of willpower, as little as, as possible, and then we get started with a system there. Once that's going, once that's systematic, guess what? We find the next bottleneck, the next, the next weak link, and we do that. And and when do we stop? Well, that's completely up to you. I I'm probably gonna stop the day after I die. Uh, every every time I see a difference in, or a gap between where I am in life and where I want to go, I look at do I have the optimal system for that right now? And if I don't, I'll build a system around it. So um. And it's beautiful because at this time I probably have twenty systems, if not more, and I don't I don't feel them. It's just my new default. Like you said in the beginning, you said uh, it becomes part of you. All these things are just a part of me now. You know, people think I'm I'm like superhuman or something. I'm not. Quite the contrary, in fact. I've had I've been on the opposite side of all of this, where everything I did pulled me away from the life I wanted. Right. So, but right now I feel I feel pretty. Um, I feel like I'm progressing with everything that matters and and it's and it's due to my clarity and it's due to my systems and that that's what i want to that's what i want to share with the world is what i want to share with your listeners is it's this clarity thing and then find a way to consistently progress towards that and it sounds extremely simple and i guess in a way it is but it's just it, it's what works okay so i'm i'm intrigued by your your concept of reward per effort type of activities. Um, I guess, you know, for our listeners, could you maybe explain what reward per effort means? And then, you know, maybe how, how somebody could apply that uh, concept to their, to their life. Absolutely. So 
so one of my mentors told me there are a thousand ways to do something and there's one optimal way to do it. And it's not always easy to know what the optimal route is, but very often it is. So for example, if we go back to the muscle building um, idea, you want to build muscle. There are things you can do that will help you build more muscle than other things. Right, like obviously, if you if one person starts running and the other starts uh, um, squatting and and doing uh, bench presses, the the bench press guy will obviously build more muscle. But then, what about someone that does push up push ups versus someone that does bench press? Right, there, there are some of these activities where, and this is sometimes where, unfortunately, I have to to um, admit to my client that it's outside of my exp- expertise. But oftentimes it's like one Google search away. Um, but, but so anyway, what I'm trying to say is there are many ways to do something, but there are some activities you can do that have a higher reward per effort uh, ratio. And so what are some examples? Well, like I said, if you do 30 minutes of bench pressing three times a week, you're probably going to, get more muscle mass per energy invested and time invested and effort invested than the person who's doing two hours of push-ups every day, seven days a week, right? And same thing when in, um, in, in business, right? There are some things that I can do in my business that takes an hour and it's going to make me more money than some of the things I can do that will take me 10 hours. So there, there's a higher reward per effort ratio. And, the, and these activities that we can identify. And like I said, oftentimes these are a quick uh, Google search away. Like if, you're, if you want to be the best at uh, violin, literally just Google the different ways of practicing and, and trying to look for which, which one is the, the best one. Um, and then the activity that you can identify that will produce the highest reward per effort ratio that's the one that I would call the bridge the gap activity that we would then build systems around. Um, so yeah, that gets us into a, a big talk about hard work and smart work and, and stuff like that. But, but one thing is definitely true, which is there are some things you can do that will improve your situation more than other things you can do. Um, which sounds obvious, right? But, but just be very careful which activities you are creating systems around to make sure that they're actually producing a reward per effort ratio that you are happy with. So, so it feels worth it to you because if it's not, if it doesn't feel worth it to you, then not, it's, it's not gonna last obviously, right? So you, you have to feel like the reward per effort is, is, uh, is worth it. Okay, so I, I think that that links pretty, pretty definitively to momentum. And, and, you know, momentum, of course, is, is key to long-term success. And I'm, I'm just curious, how, how do you think somebody could maintain momentum through their, per, through their, their, their personal growth uh, journey? And, and I guess to, to narrow that down a little bit more is it seems like as people progress through their journey, it's almost like pressure gets put on them from doing the systems over and over and over again. And that pressure leads to them abandoning their system, even though it was working and then not doing it. And they're like, ah, oh, this doesn't work because, well, it's because I stopped, but that pressure 
How, like, so, okay, so let me, let me rephrase my question. How can you, momentum is key. How can you maintain consistent momentum with the ever-increasing pressure of doing the work every day? That's a great question. Yeah, so momentum is, is huge. And, and like I talked about earlier, it's the, it's the easiest thing in the world. To, and maybe that's, maybe that's an arrogant thing to say, but I, I, I really feel like that's usually when I help people, that's the, the, the um, part in the process that's the, the easiest and most like less painful, which is you have a system and it's automatic and everything, and then you scale that. And then you, you, you basically, by scaling your systems, you're kind of scaling your momentum, right? So what you originally started doing, um, 10 units of results with per day, now you're doing a thousand per day, right? Because you, you've kind of scaled it. Um, so momentum is huge. I had one of my mentors, he said, the two things in the world that scared him the most were momentum and a lack of momentum. And obviously what he meant was momentum is scary in a good way because it's incredible what you can achieve. And then it was a very tragic thing when you had a lack of momentum because you feel stuck and all that. So momentum is huge. Uh, so when I talk about when I talk about momentum, is first of all, you want to build the momentum, right? You want to uh you want you want to get it started a little bit and that's what we've been talking about today is um start small and turn it into a system and then that will be your little starting point of momentum and then you will scale that by basically just scaling your systems and then another key part of momentum is you want to protect your momentum you want to identify what are things that could potentially stop my momentum or, or pull me away these are things like temptations right so let's say i'm in full momentum with my business i could put down on my temptation list something along the lines of well if my boys from from high school ask me on the right day to go out with them there's a chance i would say yes which not isn't necessarily a terrible thing i'm just this is just an example i pull out my um my ass basically but but i'm aware that if that happens that could potentially pull me out of momentum and i need to be aware that that that's what's going to happen right and so um if you're on if you're in momentum with your weight loss and you're aware that okay a possible temptation for me could be i get invited to a birthday party and there's tons of great food and i'll just devour half of all the dessert right and then obviously we would look to plan ahead for that. We would look to, okay, if temptation one happens, what can you do? Or how, but best thing is obviously, how do we make sure temptation one doesn't happen? But if you can't do that, you'd say, okay, when temptation one happens, we do this. When temptation two happens, we do this. So you protect yourself back to when X happens, Y happens. Um, uh, so you protect your momentum. That's very, very important because you can have momentum with your business and your world in your 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 health and stuff like that and but and then you can lose it and that can feel really bad because then you, you're like wait i was i was killing it and, and what happened now i'm not you know and that can actually really hurt people's like self-confidence stuff because how could i mess it up when i actually was going um at a pretty cool speed so protect momentum and then another thing i will say is uh understand how to reset your momentum what I mean by that is if maybe you've heard this 
probably some cliche Instagram quote, whatever. Um, life is not a marathon. It's a, it's a, sorry, life is not a sprint. It's a marathon. I have someone I look up to a lot who said life is neither. It's not a sprint and it's not a marathon. Life is a series of sprints. And that's something I've really, really seen in my own life. I will have maybe like 90 days where I'm doing, I'm working a lot on my business. Like I'll, I'll have by choice, I'll have like 16 hour work days. I'll do maybe 30 podcasts in a month. I will do uh, new courses. I will, I'll just, I'll go all in. And then by the end of those 90 days, I'll be like, you know, I'll, I'll take 12 days just completely with my family. I'll just be on an island somewhere. Or I'll just be, for example, here we're moving into the Christmas season. I'm going to eat some some nice foods. I'm going to see a lot of great people. Some of them I only see at Christmas. Um, and, and I'm aware that that's going to stop my momentum. But when it's by choice in this way and when it's when it's intentional, I feel like I feel like it's more of a reset. I feel like it's okay, cool. I'm aware that I'll stop my momentum now. But then we we restart it right after. And then we know exactly what we need to do. We know exactly how to scale it. We know exactly how to protect it. And so and the best thing I I would I would recommend you do is because right now I'm in the I'm in full business mode, right? Like completely. But in five or six days. I'll probably be in families less Christmas mode. Um, so it's better for me to make the plans around how I'm going to rebuild my momentum on the other side. It's better for me to make those plans now as opposed to me on the 2nd of January going, oh, okay, how about that business thing? Maybe I should get started about that, that again. And then you start completely from scratch and you got to... So I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to be crystal clear and intentional about, okay, I'm going to reset my, my momentum here for the holidays, which I think is healthy in many ways. And this is what I'm going to do afterwards to not get back at, at, at what, where I was before I left, but I'm going to start in January in a way that's quickly going to make me hit the ground running. And then we're back to being in, in a momentum that we can scale and protect. And, and then I'll go crazy for January and, and February and then March and stuff like that, probably. Um, so, so that's how I'd go about resetting momentum. I, I think that certainly has its time and place. It can be scary because you can be like, oh, wow, I'm completely unstoppable. I'm hitting every goal. I am hitting all the results. I want to string of hitting. And now you're telling me I should do nothing for 10 days or I should, I should stop my momentum. But if you do it right, it doesn't have to be uh, devastating. Very good. Well, Daniel, before we wrap up, do you have any any final thoughts or, or key takeaways to share with our audience? I I don't think so. First of all, I'd just like to um, kudos to you guys for, for already talking about all these uh, these values uh, systems and already talking about like and and I like the one with the four levels of. Uh, uh, standards and goals, um, basically. And these, so these, I'm, I'm, I feel like your your viewers and your listeners are in in good hands if they want to grow their life and they want to be the best they can be. And so, definitely, you're definitely doing something great here. Uh, and yeah, I, I appreciate having the opportunity to to, to be here. It's been awesome. Well, you know, Daniel, where can our listeners uh, go to to learn more about you? So, so just about everything I have and everything my company has is on the uh, company website, which is passion for achievement. 
passion.com. And the four is the number four. So it's passion, the number four, achievement.com. On there, there's going to be, I think it's like a 100% free PDF about some of the scary stuff we've talked about today. Um, there's no email update or anything. It's just for you guys to, to enjoy. Um, it's called the World Class the seven pillars of a world-class life, something like that. Um, other than that, I'm I'm difficult to find on social media. I will in the future be better at that. I'm trying to I'm trying to uh, strategize around how uh, you know which platforms I want to grow on and stuff like that. But right now, it's mostly the website you can find me on. Passion for achievement. Yeah. Very good, and, and I'll be sure to to link those in the show notes as well. And and you know, Daniel, thank you for for sharing your expertise, your insights, and personal development uh, in, in, into high performance in your journey and the work that you're doing with Passion for Achievement. Uh, it's truly inspiring. And to our listeners, remember that personal development is a journey. And these insights that we learned from Daniel today are, are valuable as a compass. And of course, stay tuned for more episodes that will help you reach your full potential.